What's going on, everyone? This is Daryl with another episode of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial listeners while having a nice glass of wine or whiskey. Today, I'm drinking Shannon Ridge Wine Family's Buck Shack Cabernet Sauvignon. It took me a while to actually say that properly. Generally, I just call them cabs because I don't speak French. I probably, um, my, my accent sucks, but I went to Google. I said, how do you pronounce this properly? And it said Cabernet Sauvignon. So there we go. Said it right this time. I will probably go back to calling them cabs unless it's on the show and I want to sound sophisticated. If I order it at a restaurant, they're going to say, wow, this guy has no class. But anyway, it's pretty good. Um, While, as you all know from the title of the podcast, Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey, um, I really like whiskeys. Actually, for the past few episodes, I haven't had a glass of wine. And so yesterday, I was out. We were grocery shopping, um, you know, doing our every two-week shopping trip. And I said, I'm going to dive back into wines for a few episodes because this is narratives over wine and whiskey, and I want to be able to actually expand my palate, especially when it comes to wines. As far as wines go, I'm a red guy. Um, Red wines are my thing. So I got this cab. (laughs) Ha, ha. And it is actually a bourbon barrel aged cab. So it's um, pretty good. 15.9% alcohol by volume. It's not as strong on the notes of bourbon, which is something that I wanted and something I've had with other cabs of this, this style. But it's still a good red. I had my first glass of it yesterday with a steak, some potatoes and spinach. Um, so it pairs very well with red meat. Um, Today, I'm just having it while recording the episode, and I probably will have another glass during a a day party on Instagram later today. But yeah, great bottle. I would recommend it if you like Cabernet Sauvignons. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's jump into it. Today's topic is directly from the Bible. Um, It is Matthew 23, 8, I believe, but let me double check. Excuse me, Matthew eight twenty six, And um, Jesus said, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? So today's topic is, and actually in King James Version, it's ye. So today's topic is ye of little faith. More often than not, I think we as humans minimize or underestimate the impact that we have and the influence we have on the environment, on the world, on the society, around us. We think, hey, I'm only one person. What does my opinion matter? Or what do my actions matter? Or you know what? If I do this one thing, it doesn't really count. But we don't think about what we are putting into the universe or taking out of the universe when we act or fail to act in a manner that shows integrity. So I'll give you the example from yesterday. I posted it on my Instagram story um, at narrow podcast if you're not following but I posted myself putting my two birthday bottles of whiskey that I got I put both of them into their cycling bin and I said cool kids recycle now I have all of 200 followers right now but The thing is, let's say that out of those 200, five people recycle. And then those five people encourage those around them to recycle. And they each encourage five out of their 200 followers. 
So then my five people is now multiplied. And wow, check this out. You have what was that like 30? Yeah, yeah. So now I've I've got thirty people plus myself, so thirty one households that are now recycling, all because I posted to my Instagram story. Yeah, I might not make all two hundred of my followers recycle. Okay, cool. But the thing is, I know that by recycling, I have a small impact on the world around me, and so I do it. Let's let's take the but oh, so this is the thing, though, right? Most people say out of those 200 people that you have following you, only five recycle. Five out of 200, that's 2.5%. Who cares about a 2.5% impact? And yeah, that's real. You know, wow, 2.5%, not that great, but it's better than zero. We often underestimate the small impact that we can have on the world around us because we think, hey, Nobody really cares. One more person won't hurt. But look where that has us right now. Right now, our failure to all take ownership and responsibility over the impact that we have as individuals is what has the coronavirus spreading exponentially across the United States. Because we all think, hey, me going out or no, you know, me having a small birthday party because my birthday is this important is okay because everyone else is doing it but because everyone or so many people are thinking that way now look at us now we have tens of thousands of people um, eventually possibly hundreds of thousands or, or in the millions dying because we don't realize the impact that we have as individuals and so I um I really want to talk about that that bible verse And this is in no way, shape, or form a religious episode, but it is about faith. And it's about faith in oneself and in the impact that we are having on the world around us. So, I really wish and expect, so I don't just wish, just wishing things, that's childish. Peter Pan wished that he could stay a child forever. Um, or actually he did, but Wendy wished that she could and it didn't happen. Wishing on a star does nothing without the action. You know, even, you know, like I said, this isn't a religious, um, this isn't a sermon. This is just me speaking, but the Bible says faith without works is dead. We want to sit around. We want to pray that this thing ends. Oh God, I have faith. I have faith that you're going to do a major work, but guess what? God isn't doing the work without us doing the work, without us making a sacrifice. God, certainly, this plague, this virus, that this worldwide epidemic, God could snap its fingers and boom, it's over like that. But what lesson do we learn if that happens? We don't. So I challenge us to... Say, hey, God, I believe that you can do this. I believe that you can move this mountain. But I believe that you can do it through the actions of myself and my neighbors, knowing that we have a responsibility to step up to the plate. While I am not a fan of a lot of his philosophies, 
Gandhi said, excuse me, excuse me, I take that back. Gandhi's philosophies were on point. My issue was with his perspective on race. He wasn't a fan of black people. He saw us as lesser human beings. So I'm not a fan of Gandhi himself, but a lot of his philosophies were spot on and were very effective. Anyway, Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And I implore us to do that right now. If you want to be socially free by August, which I truly believe we can, obviously the government doesn't care. The government, the politicians, the powers that be, they want their money. And so guess what they said? They said, let's, let's keep the economy running. Let's make everything essential. ABC store essential. Grocery store essential. FedEx, Amazon, all of these, these money-making entities are essential. And let's keep this economy pushing forward. Now, the problem with that is if I keep going to the grocery store every two weeks and or or there's no regulation on how often I go to the grocery store. So if I go to the grocery store three times a week, which I can legally do, then guess what? Now I'm spreading the virus and I'm continuing to spread and continuing to spread and continuing to spread until we shut down the economy like Italy and China did. We're never going to get anywhere like Germany did. And it's, it's doable, right? So this is how this is how you, you shut down the economy or shut down. Yeah. Shut down the economy and stop the spread of this virus. You say you can't leave your house or your community or neighborhood for two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Then you have the military who is properly equipped, um, has masks, has gloves, things of that nature. They deliver food to every neighborhood every three or four days. You do that for three weeks. Guess what? Your economy's back running. Everything's moving again, but we don't want to take a two or three week loss. And so we say, let's keep this economy going. And these workers that we say are essential, actually they're sacrificial. And we're willing to sacrifice their health, their well-being, their family's well-being. Why? For the almighty dollar. Now, we can't do anything about the government. They're going to do what they want to do. But you know what we can do? We can make the decision to stop adhering to what the government, or excuse me, to stop being afraid of the consequences of not working. If everyone stops working, they can't put us all in jail. They can't force everyone into poverty because then people don't give a damn anymore. And that's a dangerous place. That's where they don't want us. But be the change you want to see in the world. If you want this this to stop, then say, you know, imagine if every essential worker at a grocery store said, I'm not going to work anymore. The government would figure it out or there would be rioting or looting and the system would fall. I sound crazy right now. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but and I don't want it to go to that extreme. I want this to be resolved peacefully. But to do that, we have to have the discipline 
or we have to be disciplined enough to to act right. We're Americans. We love our freedoms. We have had ancestors who died for our freedoms, died for our rights. But if we, but true freedom is having the discipline to say, I don't need to do that right now. I'm mature enough to, and mature enough and intelligent enough to take this short-term loss for long-term gains. And we fail to realize that time and time again. We fail to realize that putting this garbage in the trash can in the long run will save the planet that we live on. We fail to realize that recycling this can right now will allow for us not to have to mine as much metal in the next 10 years. We fail to realize that typing instead of writing on paper will keep us from cutting down one more tree. And if everyone keeps us from cutting down one more tree, guess what we do? We save the earth. If everyone decides I'm only going to the grocery store once every two weeks or I'm going to get everything I need for a month and if I want something but don't need it, I'm not going again, then guess what? At that point, we've gone ahead and eradicated this virus. But we don't want to do that. We are so caught up in our wants that we can't see our needs. So I challenge you to have a little bit more faith in yourself and I challenge you to challenge those next to you to have a little more faith in themselves and allow everyone to continue to push that challenge further and further and figure out, do we really need to be this mobile and this active in this time? Or is right now a gift? Is right now an opportunity for everyone to spend more time with their families? I shouldn't be the only one spending time with my wife or you shouldn't be the only one spending more time with your kids because you are privileged and because you went to college. That's not a prerequisite for having a healthy life. College or an education or a lot of money should not dictate the manner in which you enjoy your human experience. You shouldn't have to risk the lives of those you live with because you had to go and work at Walmart and check people out every day and expose yourself to a deadly virus. That's not right. And I really believe that we are better than what we are putting out right now. We're America, right? We're the greatest country in the world, right? So why do we expose our neighbors? Not even just talking about our neighbors to the north and the south in Canada and Mexico, but our neighbors to the left and the right of us in the households beside us. The, the neighbors who live down the street, the neighbors who go to school with our children. Why do we readily expose them or force them to be exposed to harmful germs and viruses? Yeah, harmful germs. I, was, I wasn't sure if virus I was a word, but I think it's viruses. But yeah, we, we allow them to be exposed and risk their lives so that we can go and get the chips that we want and the dip that we want on a Tuesday evening because we forgot it at the store when we went last week. Discipline yourself. If you got real freedom, freedom is not about exploring every want you have. Freedom is about knowing when it's time to sit back, when it's time to take a moment 
to reflect on what really is and isn't important. And you'll, you'll feel really bad if you go to a store and you are a carrier of a disease, but you're asymptomatic and you spread it to someone. And now guess what? A kid doesn't have a parent or now a child's grandparent died. You'll feel really bad about that. So think about that next time because you do have an impact. And, and further down the line, think about, okay, if I don't recycle and the next three generations of, of humanity don't have access to rainforest because, you know what, I wanted to use all the paper and I didn't want to recycle and I wanted to litter. You have such little faith in the impact that you have that you are the one killing the earth. You are the one killing these people who are in nursing homes. Take ownership of this because at this point, I I have nothing else to say. The government has kept information from us. The World Health Organization has given us access to uh, a plethora of, of information. We know the impact of this virus. We know that people are dying because of it or because of exposure to it because of complications um, that have arisen from it. I'm willing to bet that most everyone on the East or West coast is at least two degrees separated from someone who has passed because of this, but we still want to act stupid. We still want to say it doesn't matter if I, if I go out, we still want to throw house parties and, and celebrate our own birthdays. Not thinking about the fact that because you wanted to celebrate your birthday, someone else won't see their next one. Do better. I have faith that you can do better because I don't have faith that the government gives a damn about us. I do believe that they want their money and I do believe that they want their economic boost and they want to be able to say that they had a great presidential term so you should elect them again and they want to be able to say, hey, remember when I gave you $1,200 that one time to pay half of your mortgage or your rent? Yeah. That's what they want, but we want to live. The everyday person wants to stay alive. So help the person who's more like you stay alive. And for those who are less like you, say, hey, I want to stay alive and I don't care what me staying alive costs to you as far as, as money goes. So yeah, that's my um that's my podcast for the day. Thank you all for listening. If you are on listening to me on um, Apple, feel free to leave a rating, leave a review, both if you can, trying to build this platform up and trying to really say maybe my word will impact someone who impacts the world. Appreciate y'all listening. See you again next week, same time, same place. Please stay safe, stay home, and take some time this week to call somebody that you care about and just check on them. Call an old friend, call a family member, call an elderly person within your circle because you never know how right now is impacting those around you. Matter of fact, I'm gonna jump back in real quickly for for one second. So my boy JR, he sent me, matter of fact, make sure y'all follow him online at Six Pack Fuel. Right now, he's doing a pretty cool challenge called Quarantine and Build. He really wants people to focus on developing their their um, fit, better fitness habits. So, yeah, check him out. But JR sent me 
the link to an article about a young lady, 15 years old, um, two or three sport athlete, great student, and she was suffering because she has to stay inside and she just, she was dealing with some depression issues, ended up taking her own life. Very sad story. The, the sister had a promising life ahead of her, but she just could not cope with having to be socially isolated for this long. And I say that to say, check on your folks. Like, just, just check on people. Send them a text. Say I was thinking about them, especially those people who you know are very isolated. I have a couple of friends, really good friends, up in New York. And they are taking this seriously because it is a very serious matter, as we all should, but especially in New York because the numbers are so high. These guys are staying inside. They're not venturing out because they don't want to get exposed to this deadly virus. So, and, and these, these people are extroverts. They love the energy that people bring into the room. And so I check on them every few days because I don't ever want them to feel like they're really alone. Check on your people. This time is time for us to give of ourselves and make sure that we are developing these human skills and that we are being empathetic because if we don't check on our folks, who else is going to do it? But yeah, that's it. (laughs) Once again, thanks for listening. Leave me a review, leave me a rating, and I'll see y'all again next week, same time, same place. Peace.